Open up your Bibles to Matthew chapter 6. All right, let's pray. And Father God, tonight we just thank you so much, Lord, even for those songs of encouragement, even the marching just uh, orders and just reassurance, Father, that you never let go of us, no matter how far, no matter how just crazy our lives are, Father, you're still there with us. Lord, you're for us, you're not against us. You have done everything that you can do to just draw us close to you, to lay the path. Father, all we have to do is just surrender our hearts and follow you and trust you, Lord, and just give our our whole self to you. And tonight, Lord, I pray that just what you've been doing in me touches others. Um, It's humbling to teach your word. It's humbling to be responsible to lead others. And Father, I pray that just you would be honored Father, that we would be touched by your word and what you do in us. I thank you so much that you do what you do every day and you just seek after us and never let us go. And um, just thank you so so much for that in Jesus' name. Amen. I'll need that later, but I'll pick it up later. All right. So, you know, when I teach or whatever, it's always personal and about what God's doing in my life, which I guess is kind of good. It's therapy for me, so it's wonderful. Um, as as you move through your walk and as you move through your journey with God, um, you know, there's times where you're doing great. There's times when you're not. There's times when you're just at the lowest of lows. And there's those mediocre times when, you know, it's just the same old, same old. And I think I'm in between the same old, same old and, and uh, you know, kind of a dark time in, in a period of, of my life. So, as we had the teaching on Sunday, I was really challenged by what Pastor Sam was telling us and teaching us and how he was moving through the scriptures. And then he called me, uh, I guess it was Tuesday, and said, what's today? Today's Thursday, right? Yeah, he said Tuesday, and he says, hey, uh, you know, I'm not available. Can you, you know, teach? And I was like, what am I going to teach on? And I've never, ever said no to Pastor Sam. I just want you to know that. Never. And I came really close because I was just like, I got nothing. I got nothing. So, and usually I'll have something, you know, it's like, okay, well, if he asks me, next time he asks me, I think I'll do this, or I think I'll do that, or maybe I'll work on this and this and this. And I'll write little notes and in my, you know, notebook, you know, phone, I'll write notes in his scriptures, and sometimes I'll circle something and say, I could really go off of this or whatever, but I got nothing. So... I was like, what am I going to do? And um, so got up early on Wednesday morning. Of course, I told him yes. And then I got up early on Wednesday morning, and I was up at like 3 o'clock in the morning, which is early for me now because I don't have to be at work till 8. So, um, and I was like, okay, God, what is, what's it going to be? 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 And I, I just, I really had nothing. And I was on like a hunt, for something, you know, God speak to me. What, you know, I don't care about the teaching. Speak to me. Like, where are you? Like, you know, I, I've always got something. I got nothing, you know. And um, it was just a, it was a, a humbling experience for me. And I've been really grumpy lately. I mean, like super grumpy. Pity party, the whole nine yards, always, you know, whatever. But um, and my kids are, have noticed it. My older ones, like, why are you so grumpy? And I'm 
you know, I'm usually the happy-go-lucky kind of guy, whatever. I'll fake it till I make it kind of thing or whatever. Um, but, you know, just lately it's just I'm done. You know, work's been stressful, you know, all that kind of stuff, and I've been bringing it home. So I was really like, what do you want from me, God? You know, what, 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 can, I, what can I do? And my wife said something, you know, because, you know, that's what wives are for is to, like, hit you right where you're, you know, right between the eyes when you really don't want it, but whatever. Um, and she's like, why don't you just be grateful? And I was like, hmm. Yeah, what else you got? <laughs> I don't want to be grateful. I don't, that's just not, I'm not right there right now. And so I was challenged by that. Like, why am I, why am I not grateful? You know, like, what's, what's wrong with me? You know, like, what's up? And so then um, I went on... Um, you know, the podcast or whatever, and listen to a teaching on um, wisdom, and it happened to be on being grateful. And I was like, all right, Lord, I got it. Loud and clear, gotcha, I'm good. But there was a couple things that he, that he said in the teaching that just like really hung on me. And, um, and it was to do with prayer, and we're going to get to that later tonight. But I want to go over some scriptures with you tonight and what God was kind of, and, and is doing, it's not was, because he's still working in me. And to prepare yourself and to do something like this um, is super humbling, you know, because how do you teach the word of God if you're not right, you know, in your mind with everything? And I mean, you can, you can go through the motions because you've done it before, but how ingenuine is that? How, you know, selfish is that? And that was kind of the theme of, of what turned out of this is, is I, I actually saw a whole lot of selfishness in my prayer life, in my worship, in everything that has been, you know, lately to take away my joy and my happiness and, you know, my gratefulness. And I I found the cure, so to speak. So, and it's being grateful. So I I entitled this A Treasure Hunt because I was on the hunt for, for, um, you know, the treasure of being grateful. And, um... There was a song that we used to do, A Grateful Heart, you know, A Grateful Heart I Give. A Grateful Heart I Give. And I was like, okay, good, I'm, I, all right. So, but I don't have that grateful heart. So how do I give others in my life a grateful heart if I'm not grateful? And um, the scripture that came to mind is where your treasure is, there's your heart. And that is in Matthew here that we're going to read. Matthew 6.21 says, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Now, we're going to encompass this kind of study and just diving in a little bit into just being grateful. And then what I want to do is kind of my prayer reflection is what I want to call it. Um, Because as I prayed, it wasn't a grateful prayer in anything that I had. It was just the words that we pray. And I didn't hear it until I started to hear this, you know? And I started to listen and see where God was taking us. And this week, Sunday, Pastor Sam talked about the kingdom of God and practicing the kingdom of God, you know, here and now. Like, this is the kingdom of God. And I was like, Wow. Okay. And I must admit, you know, I struggled with that. I was like, if this is it, you know, I'm not impressed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, I, 
I'm just being honest, which is, you know, the best way to be, I think, with God, you know, and, and, and your feelings and your emotions and, and what God takes you through. Because, you know, I can tolerate a whole lot if I know where the finish line is. You know, my wife and I jog, we go work out, we do all this. And I know that if that's the light, I can make it there. No matter what my body's doing and how much pain I'm in and whatever, if I can see it, I can get there. And I can push myself to where I just pass out and throw up to get there, but I can get there. And when he said that, you know, that we're living in the kingdom now, it's absolutely true. But to me, I was like, but that doesn't give me the finish line. That means like I got to... I got to enjoy the run and the run stinks. You know, my, my legs hurt, my arms hurt, my, you know, every part of you hurts and starts to ache as you're doing this, this, this journey and this walk. And I was really challenged by that. And I, I thought to myself as I reflected on this, you know, what a sad state because that's all inward motivated. You know, like if that's it, then what's in it for me? You know, like, you know, what kind of heart is that? It's a self-centered heart. It's a, uh, what's going on inside of you? Because I started to view, if this is the finish line, I'm discontent. I'm not where I want to be. And if there's no, and I don't want to say there's no hope for the future, because there is obviously a, a hope for the future, but like, if I got to live it now, like really live it now, and be under the kingdom reign of Jesus and, and under his power and his rule, I need to change my focus because I'm out of focus. The focus is in and the focus needs to change to be out. And maybe that's really simple for you guys, but it isn't simple for me. And I've struggled with it. And the funny thing in it to me is as I have looked at this self inner, inward self thing, you know, the fake up is very simple to do. You, we can play church and play work and play things and whatever. And, you know, you can fake the joy and stuff. But like my kids were saying, what's wrong with dad? He's grumpy where I'm usually cutting up, messing around and, you know, I don't care about much, you know, just whatever. It's like, oh, we'll get it later or whatever, you know. Um, I have just not been like that. And it's amazing that the kids see that. And I really had to turn my heart and my eyes and my focus off of myself over the past couple days to understand why I'm here, why I'm in this non-grateful, you know, self, and how am I going to get out of that? You know, and I've shared before that I, I, I get on the, the, the I'll call it a train, but I get on the depression train, you know, sometimes way too quick, and I will ride it way too long before I, you know, jump off that thing and go, what, what was I doing? I just wasted a lot of my life or whatever. But, you know, and this is part of, I think, what, you know, helps me to understand that. So as I listened to the teaching, as I was listening to what God was saying, as I was, you know, mulling over and, and trying to understand the whole thing of what Sam was teaching us and what that really meant and, you know, that, you know, I, I need to change the things that I do because the kingdom is here. I mean, we should be excited. The kingdom is here. I mean, it, the work is done. Everything else from here on out, no matter how bad it can be, it's done. So, like, we've passed the finish line and everything else is plus, you know? You're just getting the hard rock abs and the bulging biceps at this point. All the, 
you know, you've burned away all the fat and now you're just building, you know? So that's a good thing. That's a good place to be. So I went through some scriptures of just what, what was reasons to rejoice, and I'm going to go through that. And the question that kept ringing in my head is what Sam said on Sunday is, whose kingdom are you in? You know, I don't know if that hit you guys like it hit me, but I was like, wow, that whole like scenario with the king on the plane and all that and stepping off. And I mean, think about it. I've thought about it. I just like it blows my mind. So whose kingdom are we in? And if we are in the kingdom age and in the kingdom of God and in the kingdom of Jesus and we're under his reign, then what is up? You know, because we're not being the subjects that we should be and all of the gifts and all of the the treasure has been laid before us. And God says, come to my table and eat. Like, why would we go to McDonald's when you have God's table? You know what I'm saying? And we end up at McDonald's with the fast food stuff instead of going to the king's table. You know, it's just kind of like going to the dumpster. And that's where we, you know, walk around as we live around the dumpster and pour me and whatever. And the kingdom of God is here and living and we need to partake. So I'm going to read a few verses. Um, you can turn there if you want um, or you can just write them down. Reasons to rejoice. Ephesians 2 verse 8. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And it is not of your own doing, but it is a gift from God. So why would I not be grateful? I'm down and the king. For by grace you have been saved. Danny has been saved through faith in the king. And it's not by my doing. It's not anything that I do. Not my best day, not my worst day, not my blah day, not my anything in between. There is nothing that I can do. It's a gift. I didn't do anything to deserve it. It's just a gift. God knows my heart. He knows my needs. And he's blessed me with a gift. And it's by his grace that we are saved. That's a reason to rejoice. That's a reason to be grateful. If there's nothing else for me, I love that. 1 Thessalonians 5.18. 1 Thessalonians 5.18. Give thanks in all circumstances, for it is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you to give thanks. No matter where we are, no matter what we're going through, We are under the kingdom. We are under the king's rule. He has saved us by his grace. Through faith. And it's our gift. Why would we not be rejoicing? Why would we get on the depression train or the self-pity train or the whatever, take whatever route you want? How could we go there? And why would we not rejoice? Hebrews 12:28 Hebrews 12:28 I always say them twice cuz I never get them down. Do you guys like that? Like what do you say? What do you say? And then I miss the whole thing. So if I seem repetitive it's on purpose for me later. <laughs> uh 12:28 Hebrews 12:28 Therefore let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And thus let us offer to God acceptable worship 
with reverence and awe. Wow. Therefore, I'm going to read it again. Let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. That's a reason to rejoice right there. It's like, you know, you know when like the guy's standing in the movies, you know, and here comes the little army and like you're by yourself and there's always a hill behind you and you're like, oh, I'm dead. And then they start to get closer and then all of a sudden the rumbling comes behind you and here, here comes the infantry, here comes the troops, the cavalry is coming up behind you and it just changes everything. Now you're like, I'm ready. Come on, bring it on. I got my boys, I got my guy, you know, I got the guys here. I'm ready. But before you're ready to you're over, it's done. I'm I'm checking out, I'm dead. Oh, poor me. Oh, look at me. Stupid me, you know, whatever. And then all of a sudden the cavalry. Here it is. So we live in the kingdom that cannot be shaken. Our God has given us a gift of life and given us a gift of grace and given us the gift of salvation. And it's not by us, but it's by him. And he's saying, give thanks in all of your circumstances. No matter what it is, give thanks in those circumstances because the kingdom cannot be shaken. And then let us offer up acceptable worship with reverence and awe. I just loved that. It just... As I read that, I was just like, you know, it's like you're just preparing for the battle. And I always use that because that's what my life is, seems like, you know. Um, and I have a cush life. So I, I don't think like I'm, you know, I mean, that, that's what blows my mind about this. Like, what? You're feeling sorry for yourself? What's your problem? You know, get over yourself. And my wife tells me that a lot. And I deserve it, by the way. But, you know, we are in this beautiful age of of jesus christ and what he's done for us and we see back and see the faithfulness in our lives and in scriptures and and just through everything and wow now we're going to talk about some treasures a little bit in proverbs uh it says if you look for it as silver and search for it as a hidden treasure and they're talking about wisdom and knowledge and how that struck me is you know when i was blah Monday, and I couldn't find gratefulness, and I didn't have anything to talk about to God, and I didn't have anything that I wanted to share what he was doing in my life, I wasn't searching for him. I was going through the motions. And I know we all get like that, but if I look for it like I've lost my microphone, many of you guys don't know this, but like the week after I cut my finger off, that microphone that I used to sing out that was black, that's like pretty expensive microphone, and I really enjoy it. I lost it. From the church to my house, it has been gone since February something. And I can't figure out what I did with it. I still, if I have nothing to do in the house, I'm moving the couch again. Like, it's got to be here. I mean, it's got to be here. So, like, I search for that. I mean, it doesn't matter what room I'm in. If I get on the floor to pick up my shoes, I look under the bed. One more time. Like, well, that thing's got to be here somewhere. You know, it's somewhere. It exists. I know it does. There's no way it fell out on the street and nobody from the church saw it. Gil would have been like, hey, that's a KMS 105 as he was driving home. There's no way someone didn't see that. So I think it got to my house. I, I do, I do. And I look for it, like, with all diligence. 
So I can appreciate this verse. Do I seek after God and his wisdom and his knowledge and his bountiful treasure for me the way I seek after that silly stinking microphone? You know. And I have another one in my bag. It's much like this one. But it's not the other one. The other one's different. And it's just crazy. It's just crazy to think if I sought after God the way that, you know, I get on my knees, I put on my shoes, I take a shower, I wash my hair, I brush my teeth, I do whatever I do in my day. I say hi to the people at work that I don't really care for. And, you know, they say hi back to me. And I'm like, yeah, whatever, you know, whatever. If I had a better attitude and I do all of those things, and this is going to be recorded, just edit that in case they, they, no, just kidding. They knew who they are. We have a mutual thing. Anyway, um, it's kind of funny, actually. Uh, I'm the new guy at work, so, you know, I I'm, don't know much. Um, so, you know, if we did that, you know, with our heart like that, it would just change the, our whole perspective. In Proverbs 10, verses 2, Proverbs 10, 2, it says, Ill-gotten treasure has no lasting value, but righteousness delivers us from death. Ill-gotten treasures. Now, when I sit and I look, and we're going to do an exercise in a little bit, and I'm going to get you involved and get this all over you, um, Ill-gotten treasures have no lasting value. Gosh, that is so true. I look back on some of the things that like, I desired with all of my heart and like I had to have and just got to have it and got to have it, got to have it. And it's in my garage right now and I got it on sale for eBay, you know, or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like I'm like, what do, what do I need this stuff for? Oh, my goodness, this is just stuff. And that's the same thing. It has no lasting value, but God has lasting value. Joy has lasting value. Gratefulness has lasting value. So much so that my kids see it when I don't have it. Wow. I mean, that, that hit me. Proverbs 15, 6. A house of, the house of righteousness contains, contains a great treasure, but the income of the wicked brings ruin. And again, this is the treasure theme. So as I'm looking for this hidden treasure, as I'm, I'm dwelling in my heart and I'm, I'm trying to understand from God what he has for me and what he can do in me and through me, and I understand that I'm living in his kingdom now, and what should I seek and focus my life on, and how can I turn the inward outward and, and go down a way that, that makes sense for you, Lord, and, and just touches your heart and makes you proud to say, hey, enter in, I want, I want you to come in to where I'm at, and I want you to hang out with me in the, in the inner place. And then I'm going to send you out on things to do because I know that you're going to get them done. And you're going to represent me well. And you're going to do the things. And then I want you to come back and tell me about it. And, like, that's the picture now that I see, you know. And I knew it before, but, like, it's visual for me now. It's like, oh, wow. Okay, we're, we're at work now, you know. And I knew that, but, you know, you know how that works, right? And then Proverbs twenty four twenty it says, Through knowledge, its rooms are filled with rare and beautiful treasures. So the knowledge of who God is is just wonderful. It's amazing to me. And then I loved this one. I just I, I just I couldn't I, I couldn't stand it when I read it. I was overwhelmed with it. Isaiah forty five three. In Isaiah forty five three it says, I will give you hidden treasures. Riches, riches stored in secret places so that you may know that I am the Lord, the God of Israel, who summons you by name. Wow. God says, I will give you hidden treasures 
Riches stored in secret places. Like you're going to discover them just like Tuesday, Wednesday morning. I'm going to show you what this is behind this door. It's just riches of joy and gratefulness and and just knowledge that you're living it now. Wow. And I'm going to touch your heart in those places and I'm going to show you who I am so that you may know that I am the Lord the God of Israel, who summons you by name. I love that. This is not a general broadcast calling all Christians. It's absolutely personal. Just like Sam said, evasive in your life. He knows you by name and wants you to do stuff. Why? So that you can find the hidden treasures that he has laid out in the hidden places all through our lives. Wow. Makes you want to go on a treasure hunt, huh? Makes you want to get on Pirates of the Caribbean and go, yeah, I get it. I get it. You guys don't get it, but I get it. We're going to go around the corners and in the places, and there's hidden treasures all through this place. And I don't have to be dead man's bones. I'm going to be alive and well and doing well. How great is that? How amazing is that? Shh, don't tell them. All right. So Matthew, again, do not store up treasures for yourself in 6.19. Do not store up treasures. Do not store up yourself treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and there are thieves and, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Is that an amazing just journey of, of what God can do through our hearts, through gratefulness, through caring, through giving, through realizing we're in the kingdom. We're, we're, we're being summoned by the king, and he has these hidden treasures in various places stored for us to go and search out and to find. And that as we seek him and as we do things to be honest before God, he's going to open up the doors and show us the wonderful, wonderful things that he has for us. Simply amazing to just think about that and to, to meditate on that and to think of what's next. I mean, if we have really crossed in and the gift has been given, it's all a bonus from here on out, no matter where we're at. So tonight, I wanted to do something that's a little, well, I can do it because, you know, Sam told me I could. I could, you know, can you do this? So I was like, yes. So what I want to do tonight is something a little maybe different. And, and this experience that, that I kind of experienced this week. And as I told you, I, I couldn't find that grateful heart and I couldn't find that joy and something to teach on or, or to speak about. You know, you start to go towards God and in prayer. And I did something really weird. Is You know, I started to pray. Well, yeah, I did something weird. I prayed. It was amazing. No. Um, I did something really weird. Like, I started to pray and I was praying out loud. And, like, I stopped myself and I was just like, that is like the most junk prayer. Like, really? I mean, I was only by my, you know, I'm by myself. And I was just like, 
that's just gross. So I got a pen and a piece of paper out, and I started writing, like, what am I grateful for? You know? And I started writing this down because I heard it in a study. Like, one of the guys said I you know, was feeling sorry for myself, and I started writing it down. So I, I was like, I'm going to do that because I'm just silly praying like this. So I started writing this stuff down. And as I wrote this down, I looked at it and I was like, wow, that's really self-centered prayer. Like it's all about me. It's all about self. It's all about selfishness. No wonder I'm miserable and not happy and grateful. (laughs) Look at where my hope is. And through that, today, as I was finishing up my notes, I changed the list around. And I didn't change the things that were in the list. I changed the grouping of it. And you're going to pass out some papers for me, and I'm going to have you guys do this for me, for yourselves. I changed the list around, and I put at the top, God-centered. Everything that I was grateful for and God-centered, I cut and paste and put up at the top, under God-centered. And then my gratefulness and my thankfulness, I put relationship-centered. Things that, you know, involve relationships. And then I put self-centered. Same list, same group. And there's pens, pens and paper. I need the pens back, by the way. I have to, I, they're on loan from work. So make sure you put them back in there. I need to take it back. Uh, it's my office. Just have to put them back. Um, but the, when I looked at this list, I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed by how large the paragraph was that's self-centered. Relationship-centered was a little bit bigger than God-centered, but not much. And the God-centered was very, very, very small. And I thought to myself, again, this is why I'm so ungrateful. Even though I have all of these things to be thankful for, and there's nothing wrong with being a self-centered prayer. You know, I mean, you know, I'm thankful to be alive. I'm thankful for breathing. And, you know, I got in here sight and smell and touch and all those things that I enjoy that, you know, I, I'm really grateful to be able to touch something and feel it without it being weird. Because, like, this one's weird. So I have a heightened sense of that now, you know. And I'm going to share a couple of them, and then what I'm going to do is I'm going to lead in maybe three or so songs. And I want you guys, as I'm leading in worship, to don't worry about singing, but pray through your sheet of paper. And and this is for you. I don't want it back. And, you know, just think about where they go and what that means to us and how if we can, at least if me, can turn it to where there's more focus on the Lord and His work and will for our life and less focus on me and my wants, then the grateful heart I can give. And that's where the treasure is. Because all of these things that I have are treasures. Um, I mean, you know, Jesus' salvation, the power of prayer, Ability to access God, you know, those are powerful things to rejoice in. My wife and relationships, marriage, my kids, my daughter, 
my family, my good friends, you know, being in California. That's relationship, selfish, and I think God-centered. But I don't know. You know, I could maybe pull them in all three. I don't know. But, but you know, and then the self-centered, you know, touch, you know, you know, I like the beach. I like the pools. I like, you know, humor. I like joy. I like laughter. I like adventures. I like new experiences. I don't like the same old, same old all the time, you know. Um, I even have coffee on here, you know, stuff. My coffee maker. I'm so thankful in the morning for an automatic coffee maker. Like, that's reason to rejoice right there. And I think Sam would probably agree with me right there, right? I don't know if he does that by himself, but, but when I get up and it's done, that's a reason to rejoice. If there's nothing else, my coffee's ready, it's going to be a good day, you know? So I know these are selfish and some of them are weird and whatever, but that's my prayer, so back off. Um, but as I, I, as I lead, I just want you to think about these things. Make that list. You know, and if you're done, you know, worship with me. And if you're not done, you know, take it home and, and think about it. Leave the pens, take it home. And um, just think about, think about the, you know, does your grateful list look like your treasures? Because it's going to. You're going to start seeing your treasures, your nuggets, your hidden things in your list as you pray to God. And if there's something that God needs to do to change that in you, let him work. Amen? And Father God, just thank you so much. Thank you for the riches of your love. Thank you for the treasures and the joy that you bring. Thank you for just how we can run to you with our arms open wide. And you say, enter in. Father, thank you for the ability to sup at your table. Father, thank you for the ability to just call and cry on you. Father, as we reach to you, as we seek you, as we give our grateful heart, as we hunt for your treasures, as we open the doors that you have for us, hidden away to find these wonderful treasures you have laid for us. Father, thank you for the nuggets. Thank you for the the strength and the ability to go on and on and on. Thank you that your kingdom is here. And Father, may we live with you ruling truly in our hearts and our minds. In Jesus' name, amen.